We're on the podcast. Prepared. For nothing. I'm gonna yell soon in the mic. It's a podcast. actually just hit stop and then re-record so there's gonna be like a second missing out of my oh that's fine (laughs) welcome everybody we've been doing this for i don't know 40 episodes now and i'm still messing up give me another clap just in case i have to resync yeah let's do that (laughs) all right guys that was a great great new song that you know we just we just freestyled got connor over here slapping the, the, the the slap at a bass what do we want to hit first, dude? Should we just should we just get it out of the way? Should we just get Drake and Kanye off the top, or do we want to talk about the Satanic Temple? I want one of those two. Let's get uh, let's get Drake and Kanye. Let's get Drake and Kanye up out of here. Did you listen? No, no, none of it. None of it. Well, we're gonna give you guys a really informed opinion. Like nothing, nothing has encouraged me to listen to it. That's the problem, bro. I hear all these podcasters talking about how it was beautiful, how they set up this beef because now, like, all the Kanye fans are gonna go listen to the Drake album just to compare it, and the Drake fans no, will they're listen literally to the Kanye just selling album. each other's albums so that way they have roast material on each other. But the thing is, is like what? literally everything I've seen about it is they both suck of rappers I like. Basically being like, yeah, my shit got cut from it. It's like, what? Well, <laughs> well, shit, dude. If you're not in it. I heard it Kanye's listening parties, he was playing like multiple versions of the same song. And I think even on his album, he has like three versions of one song that all just have a different feature on it. Oh, like the little Nass with uh, Old Town Road? <clears throat> Maybe. I don't know if that's what he did. Yeah, he like released Old Town Road, then he released like 30 remixes and got like copyrighted for almost all the remixes for his own song yeah because because he would remix it with other people but he would credit them oh no what an idiot yeah that's pretty good also did you hear about his freaking little jewel stone getting ripped out no that was a little uzi that's uzi yeah that's uzi vert he like went crowd surfing or some shit and he came back and his forehead's all bloody and bloodied up 24 million i'd be ripping that shit right off his face dude right (laughs) so fast you come floating over my head like that it's like bruh because like a part of me is just like man the kind of like in you to rip something out of someone's face like an eye or a nose but like a fucking gemstone but then it's just like you know it probably came out easier yeah i was gonna say it probably didn't come off that hard yeah because i mean yes it's embedded but i probably horribly just under just under the skin it would be no different than i think like ripping out someone's dermal piercing you know what i mean like maybe just bigger but um i don't know dude i didn't listen to either of the albums i'll be blunt i hate drake I think he makes whiny music, and I don't like how much shit I find out about him not writing his own music. So it's like you don't—you're not a producer like Kanye is. At least Kanye's like yeah. making these songs. You're not making the songs. You're not writing your own lyrics. Right. You're just the propped up Sony Degrassi kid that they're throwing their best verses at to try and... Yeah, you're the performer. <clears throat> the performer. Yeah. I mean, it's not like that's an uncommon thing either. No. Fucking, that's Elvis. That's a lot. But I, I still... Th- I hate that argument because yeah. it's like I can still dislike them for that. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. 
think Elvis is a piece of shit if you are my honest opinion. Oh, yeah. But it's fucking they made his whole career off of ripping off black people. Like, ripping off people's music, fucking marrying underage girls. Like, nah, dog. I'm 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 good on that. But he went out like a champ on the toilet. He did. Shitting his brains out from heroin. Did uh I tell you I saw a bunch of heroin? Hmm? Recently or like a shit ton to the point that a cop was crazy confused. This is a funny story. I think I can tell it here. I won't give any details away. This wasn't at our last job, was it? No, this is at oh. my this is at my new job. So it's not the wallet, okay? No, this is oh, this is way better than that wallet. Actually, oh, okay. this is this is a good one. I need here. to hear this. This is a good one. So I get called over, and one of my employees uh, is like, "This guy needs to talk to you about something." And I get over, and he hands me like a Sierra shopping bag with like a a box in it, you know, maybe mm-hmm. the size of like bigger than a phone, two phones tall, you know. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, I just was in the bathroom and looked behind me on the toilet seat and found this and opened it. And there's a bunch of heroin in there and a bunch of needles. And then to the left of the stall where we have the covers that cover the toilet seat so you don't have to be like sitting directly on the toilet. Mm -hmm. There was a little cooking tray and two needle syringe tops like just tossed in there. there. Yeah. So they were in there definitely shooting up. This guy was like, I just don't want any kids to find it so i just thought i'd bring it to you and let you know then this dude gets super not discreet and he's like and that dude over there in the red shirt came running into the bathroom panicked about 20 seconds after i walked out here to give this to you and he's now bugging out and i'm literally sitting there like well stop pointing at him like (laughs) fucking you're gonna get me killed i'm holding his drugs here right so i go lock it in the office run to the bathroom see the little cook tray and syringe needle tops in the dispenser. And I was like, fuck, this is bad. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to reach in to see what was in there. Cause I don't know if there's fucking needles in there. I'm not right. trying to poke myself. On right. Some it's bullshit. not your responsibility. For I'm going to have to get the cops involved anyway. So I'm just going to let them do it. Yeah. So I locked the stall door from the outside, went out to the bathroom door, like put a bunch of signs in front of it, like bathroom closed, called the cops. The lady that showed up was kind of, She was, like, all on her, like, I'm big, tough cop Mm -hmm. lady. And she was all mad because, like, the customer who found it stayed around to give a statement. She started kind of giving him attitude about, like, oh, so you just found it. Like, are you sure it wasn't yours? Why did you pick it up? Why didn't you just leave it there? And he was like, I don't know. Like, I just didn't want any kid to run in there. And yeah. So like, you want to check my system kind of deal? Yeah. And so, like, she kind of gave him some attitude. He gave his, like, name and number and left. She talked some shit about him behind his back about how he shouldn't have done that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, that's what almost anyone would have done. So we first go to the bathroom. She clears the bathroom. There's no needles in there. I take her over to the office. And when she opens up the brown box first thing she pulls out is this sandwich baggie with bigger than the circle you can make with like your your fingers you know Mm -hmm. big around glob and about an inch thick like mini hockey puck holy shit of black tar heroin holy shit (laughs) also like four little tiny bags that were clearly like individual doses and a small bag of meth so he was like definitely a dealer yeah. Who was speedballing in the bathroom and forgot his shit. Yeah. And I started getting a little worried after that. I'm like, after I see how much heroin it was, I was like, dude, that guy owes somebody. 
yeah. a lot of money. You know what I mean? And about 15 minutes after the cop leaves, we get a phone call. Mm-hmm. Hey, I left a brown leather case in the bathroom. I just want to see if anyone's turned it in. And we're like, we don't know what to say to this guy. You know what right. I mean? So, like, we call our boss, the loss prevention guys, and they're like, do not tell him he can come back to get it, of course, because he can't. Like, right. get his phone number and we'll call him. So then LP tried to call him and he didn't answer. But, uh, like, three, four hours later, and I'll say this. The guy who they suspected when he was walking around the store, ratty ponytail, like, tweaking hard. You know, mm-hmm. Was it the guy in the red shirt that they mm-hmm. pointed at? Uh-huh. And, like, t- a couple hours later, that guy comes walking in, hair combed and, like, all pristine, new nice shirt on, mm-hmm. like, looking all professional, and just comes walking in, and he's like, where's that box? God. And we're like, you didn't answer us when we called you back. And he's like, I need it. And that's when, luckily, Mike, my store manager stepped in and was like bro i gave it to the cops already get out of here and the guy turned around and like panic sprinted god out of the building so somebody probably died because of the heroin <laughs> that they can't pay for now yeah you you don't get you don't pay for you get fronted that when you're a junkie you know mm-hmm. what i mean like oh god see <laughs> i ever tell you what um what we did when we found a backpack full no so we're at uh old place bed okay. bath in the bathrooms cleaning the bathrooms one night men's restroom in the stall there's a bag in there like a, a backpack right and you know we already locked up and everything and we open it up and um it's just like oh that's a shit ton of needles and heroin oh fuck dude yeah and like some booze in there too like a whole setup in there plus like some clothes and shit some homeless dude's, like, bag of last yeah. few things. And so, um, what is it? We, we called the police, and the police were on their way, and then there's, like, two guys banging on the door because it's locked, and they're like, we left our bag, we need our bag in there. It's like, yeah, yeah, you just stay right there. <laughs> Jeez, dude. And, like, event, and we, um... We're like, yeah, it's in our lost and found. We'll be right back. And it's just like we just sat there until the cop showed up and, like, arrested the two guys right there. Jesus. That's what the cop was telling us is, like, one of the employees was like, you got to figure out who this guy is, yada, yada. And the lady was like, I have no way to even know if that guy you guys said it was, if that was his. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And the cop's like, how do I know it's not the guy who gave it to you who's just using that guy? Mm-hmm. is like an out i mean that's just stupid as is it's stupid but like here's all my heroin yeah i think it's that guy's <laughs> especially that much dude yeah it's just like oh she was all suspect and then when she pulled it out the cop said it was the biggest bag of heroin she'd ever seen in her life yeah so humbling moment bitch <laughs> yeah like yeah no that dude's tripping and then when he called and asked us back for it i called the cop to let her know because i had a feeling that he might be Mm-hmm. coming back she gave me her cell phone i called her and was like hey kind of like what do you like do you want his number what what should we do here and she was like you need to call him back and i was like what and she was like no he's not going to answer if it's not from your store number and if you don't call him back he's going to come back looking for it so you need to go call him back right now and i'm like why am i like the, this is your job right lady. god she's such a larper right now it's so bad dude i hated her she's, so bad she's role-playing like hardcore detective right now yeah she's like you know four nine hundred pounds like soaking wet you know mm-hmm. what i mean like i, I just 
She was crazy. All kinds. I was like, you can just take the drugs and leave. This like, is the biggest bust in my career. I, I, I'm going to go book this into evidence. I need you to fill out this form. And I was mm-hmm. like, dang, I thought you were just going to yeah. take the drugs. Also, you didn't drug bust, lady. I called you in here because we found it. Like, mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, we're going to need to put an undercover agent in your store. Now. God, <laughs> With how much shit's been going on recently, we really do. We had this... This dude blatantly stealing a bunch of stuff in front of our eyes, and then the next day he brought it, like, not the next day, like a week later, brought it all back. To try and return it? No. No? Felt bad. <laughs> Trying to change his life. Get back on the better path. My name is Earl. Yeah, dude. And was returning, apparently, all the stuff he had Just stolen. Just shows up, puts it all back, takes out his list. Crosses out. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. He came back like a longboard and a backpack and some clothes and stuff. I was like, "What are you doing, you God. goon?" Like, we had we had a guy similar to that. He was almost comedic. Like he literally dressed like a comedic villain. Big black trench coat, big burly top hat. I thought you were. I was gonna get a pimp, like. No, no, no. Like big burly top hat, and he'd come in and he'd just blatantly fill his bag with shit throughout the store, and um. When one of the managers at the time, the one that you replaced, mm-hmm. came and like confronted him about mm-hmm. it, he's like, fine, I'll leave, and I'm taking this with me, and he just like grabs everything on a table next to him, just dumps it into his bag, and like walks out. Dude, people are brazen, and I think they're just realizing that too many retail companies don't have, have no chase policies. So like, Yeah, no chase policies, and then nothing under 500 policies, and... Mm-hmm. I watched a video today that was going pretty viral of these guys from Oregon, mm-hmm. like eight dudes that walked out with carts full of stuff from Lowe's Yeah, and were filmed by multiple people as they were just like pushing it out, loading it to the car. And I could see one employee was standing by the door when it happened and she kind of like did her job, just let him leave with it. You know what I mean? And a second employee came running, like tried to stop him and she had to like put her hand on his chest and be like can't do nothing you can't we can't do anything so yeah. a couple customers followed him out and were filming him and just it's like going viral on facebook like do you guys recognize these these people like now it's like oh god we're vigilante justicing yeah, again. I mean, you had to do that the duke of probably turns like my name is joshua mendez and this is only 235 dollars you can go fuck yourself i'm going to go build a shit it's two grand but there's five of us okay do yeah. your math bitch. yeah You're like what <laughs> we only got about you know 250 dollars in each cart <laughs> bro and they were just like there was a big curb thing in between where their carts were and the car was. So they were just standing with this Subaru hatch open and they were just like eating stuff from like 10 feet away mm-hmm. into this car. That's the other thing coming from Lowe's. If you get enough stuff, I mean, it takes like a five minute breakdown period to load up your car. Dude, they were just sitting there and the people are like, you know, you're going to get arrested. Like I can see your license plate right now. And the guys were just like, stop looking at it, buddy. <laughs> and my fuck off. <laughs> Which is so scary, too, because that's how you're going to get fucking killed. Yeah. You don't need to stop anyone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Gotta be like that. <laughs> so so who won, Connor? We need to get back to it. Drake or Kanye? Drake or Kanye? Uh... Two uninformed people who didn't listen to the album. I think we can make a decision about that. I'll be real. I think, I think Drake won. He did. I think the numbers are showing that. Because, he... like, there was a, a massive hype for Kanye, and he didn't meet it, and there was no hype for Drake, and he still made. God, dude. Like, 
So did you see how quick his numbers dropped after the first day though? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like their, their number, their expectations were polar opposites, but then they hit in the middle. So Drake went up, Kanye went down. Therefore, yes, but, Kanye wins. Yes, but I think the total numbers right now are. Uh, I think I heard yesterday someone say like three twenty-five million streams for Kanye's album, mm-hmm. and close to seven hundred for Drake's. Yeah. So apparently, even though he had a big dip after the first day, he stayed pretty. Yeah, I don't know though. I think the other thing too is is that. I think they're in different ballparks. Well, they're two different rat. They're two. Di- they're not even the same genre. Yeah, and you know they're not at the same echelon. I feel so. There's a higher expectation on Kanye. So if he doesn't meet higher expectations, he loses. Yeah. Drake has a lower expectation on him, so he doesn't have to hit as high of an expectation as Kanye to win. It's in Drake's favor. I don't know, dude. Drake just has be kind of become like one of the unanimous like biggest figures in music. Like he won the Billboard like Man of the Decade. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's crazy influential. Yeah, but I mean, like in his own genre, like people that really listen to that genre, not just like white girls that follow Billboard. He's kind of seen as like you know this shit show. He's ghostwrited. Yeah. Like you I said, heard, he's a different genre, basically. Andrew Scholl said the funniest shit about it today on his podcast that I can't get out of my brain. He said something like, uh, Drake makes like music for fuckboys, essentially. And he's like, the only guys that actually like his music are the guys who are out there like always flexing on their Instagram pictures, all mm-hmm. posing, getting their eyebrows all done and stuff. And You know, I think Kanye's got good music skills, but... Damn, I don't. Yeah, I think in comparison, I don't even know what Drake has done with his album. It's like I've heard nothing about it. I've heard people saying that they're disappointed in Donda. Yeah, but I've heard nothing about the Drake album. So if the Drake album's getting views, it has seven hundred and seventy-five million. Um, Donda is barely at over 100 million is of this article i'm reading yeah i mean it's like we know that kanye is crazy and a lot of people have kind of brought up they feel he's crazy is a little more prevalent than creative in the album yeah apparently there's some like really not good like verses in it too kanye is not as good of like even though drake doesn't write his song so it's hard for me to call him a rapper yeah but He's got that, like, pop flow, and he's got that, like, kind of pretty boy attitude, and he can perform it well, so enough people really like it. Somebody brought up the good point I heard that the Kanye album's tough because it's not an album you would ever like. The Drake album, like, you'll throw it on at a party, you know what I mean? You'll throw it on when you're hanging out with your homies, but, like, nobody's going to sit down in, like, a group of people and want to listen to Kanye's 26 song Jesus album you know what I mean like it's cool I get the musical tribute and salute to your mom man but I heard one song and I turned it off part way through they're both trash and here we are fucking talking about it that's not Donda is it like the first one that's just the Donda chant no okay and I heard 
that at the listening parties, I think, so this is one of the issues I think Kanye had is it was supposed to be more of like a visual experience with these big listening parties. Cause apparently during that first song, when it was looping Donda on the Megatrons and stuff, it was like a quick flash montage of him growing older yeah. with his mom. So it would like change a picture every time. It said her name, which I get in a like concert setting. In that a visual would, sense, it's well done. It works well, but then once you throw it on an album, it's just like yeah. Without visuals, it's just like oh, this man is literally just chanting his mother's name for like two minutes. Yeah, that's kind of weird. And what the fuck with both of their album arts? I'll be honest. I have no clue, dude. Dude, what are people doing right now, bro? Like. But can we just get something classic like a Wu-Tang album art? Dude, put your logo on there. Put your logo on it. Put your squad on it. Some put shit your like team. Yeah. Why can't... Oh, dude, we got to get back to those like Slav Squat <laughs> mixtape mix covers. You know what I mean? Where it's mm-hmm. like the whole crew each in like a pop lock and drop it position. You know what I mean? Like one rubbing yeah. the beard, the squat. We need it. Can we do that for our show when when Jay gets in town? Yeah, we should. We should. One day, my friend, we will take a album art picture with you. It's going to be our new cover. Well, it's a dress up like Bollywood. Oh, I kind of want an Adidas tracksuit. Okay, you go the Adidas tracksuit. We'll get him in his like formal celebration attire. And I'll dress like a Middle Eastern warlord. Oh, nice. I was going to say like a super goth kid or something. You no, know I, mean? I, I don't do the emo bro, thing. Bro, I saw these two emo teen girls walking down the street today. It, mm. Dude, emo's back. I know it's back. It never really died. It it's, it's kind of It kind of went underground. It, it fizzles in and out. Bro, I saw these girls walking straight up like... Do they, pasteled white face like you do they have the them. matted hair uh no one of them had like dyed red pigtails coming off the top oh. and just the like really really aggressive makeup and mm-hmm. fishnets and mini skirts and yep. leather jacket on top with them. no you see all those people at my girlfriend's work dude that's it was right that's actually right where i was yeah right, right next r- to the liquor store yeah, in that shopping center. Yeah, Pibs Exchange. Yeah, no, it was over more kind of by like the spits. Right behind Bed Bath. Oh. So they were just walking down that like Wilmington Avenue. Okay, yeah. Right there. Probably on their way to Pibs Exchange. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Have you ever been in that place? Is it cool? It's, I like it. Um, it's, Shouts to Pibs. Yeah, it's an interesting combo of, so there's like the first part of the store, which is like, an interesting combo of retro shit. Um, I've gotten a lot of like classic punk rock t-shirts there, and you get them way cheaper than you can online. For they're sure. like reprints too, so they're brand new. Right. Um, nice. You know, there's a lot of stuff like that. Then there's like some classic stuff, some like obvious thrifted stuff, like leather jackets and shit like that, like old Harley leather jackets that are like genuine. Jeez, dude. Yeah, that kind of only like eighty bucks. Bro. Yeah. Imagine getting an eighty-five dollar. Legit Harley Davidson leather jacket. Bro, black could you leather. rock? Could you rock a black leather jacket over an Adidas tracksuit? Is that know. like a fusion of too many cultures I think in it's one? A fusion of too many cultures in one. <laughs> if you could find a third one that could be like my hairdo and like makeup style or something, I could go like Green Day. Okay. Like short, yeah. spiked black hair with just like some light yeah. eyeliner. So here's the funny thing too: is like. 
that's the first section. Then they have the changing rooms and like these sunglasses racks and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you make like a hard left, and it's just nothing but like Halloween costumes. Weird. Yeah, like masks, props, wigs, and then like the Halloween. A lot of like probably like cosplay type of. No, no, I mean like costume costumes that come in the bag for like frat parties and shit. Yeah. Like not even the high budget costumes, like the, the ones Walmart you get, costumes. the ones you get that like when Kmart closes and that one Halloween, yeah, there's the little like pop up shop that shows up just yeah, for like Halloween. Yeah, like the spirit Halloween. Yes. Dude. Yeah, it's just like a spirit Halloween section basically of just costume stuff. And so I guess Halloween's like their big selling time. I'm sure because like those other places don't make shit probably then. Yeah. When they're doing that. I, I wish I remember what the detail was. And this is going to say even dumb to say. But I feel like I learned something like kind of shady about Spirit Halloween itself. That it may have been like some sort of laundering front or something. Well, I know it's intentionally put. Like they don't close their store. They basically throw down a, a business. Well, once a business goes down, they take over like a virus. And right. it, they, they run it till it goes out of business. Is their model. Oh, just run it till it closes? Yeah, they milk it until it's bankrupt, basically. Huh. So they don't be like, okay, Halloween season's over. We're going to cut our losses now. It's like, no, you run this thing down to the last penny that you can get out of that store, and then you bankrupt the individual market, take the money, and go. Take it and run. That's kind of dope. Mm hmm. That's how Halloween, that's how fucking, uh, spirit, Halloween spirit city shit works. Do you think we could like popularize another type of like costume during a holiday that we can make bank on? Like what's the other, I guess, Valentine's day people spend. Oh, Christmas is easy. Yeah. I mean, Valentine's day, you got a lot of lingerie sales and shit. Flowers. Yeah. I want to get in on some of this shit, bro. I'm looking to get me into some, like, you know, Ponzi scheme type yeah. deals, you know? Go knocking doors selling pest control like that. Something, mm-hmm. something like that, you know? <laughs> I never did that. Every stupid bit I saw where it was, like, um, guys going, like, door to door. They knock on the door and they answer. And he's like, oh, no. It's like a Russian guy. He just drops a bunch of rats on the floor and they scurry into the house. It's like, you have rats in your house. I catch them for you. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. <laughs> oh, just throw the rats in there yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good That's a good marketing scheme, though. It's like another one where a guy caught this massive emperor moth on, and he, like, goes up, knocks on his buddy's gas station door. He's like... Man, open up, open up. And he's like, what? What do you want? He's like, look at the size of this fucking moth. I've got. He's like, I don't want it. And he like opens his hand. It flies into his door. He's like, oh, there it goes. He's like, ah, fuck, man. <laughs> you, dude. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> fucking goddamn moths. <laughs> well, there it goes. <laughs> he like just flies into the guy's store. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like the size of a bat. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Fucking bats up in Logan are crazy. There's a lot up in the canyon up there. Mm-hmm. And they just start, like, at night, you can just hang out by the river and just for, like, a 20-minute... I almost caught one fishing one time, actually. I sent my lure, and a bat fucking must have thought it was, like, I was casting, and he (laughs) thought it was something, and he swooped down and, like, hit it. I don't think I snagged him, but, like, what a fucking day. um, Yeah, in Vegas, the bats were always out at night in, in town. 
and they would um they'd hang out by the lights because that's where all the bugs would be yeah oh that's smart yeah so all the street lights would have like a bunch of bugs and like a bat circling it but like you can hear them too making that like no no almost like that oh the little sonar sounds yeah bat bat sounds batman it's almost like kissing like when someone interesting kind of deal a bunch of those yeah but like a bunch of those really quick yeah, it's just like, what the hell is that? And you look up and it's like, just diving in and out of the light. Dude, they're kind of sketch. Bats, like, mm-hmm. they weird me out a little bit, I won't lie. <laughs> I think there's a comedian who does a joke about, like, a flying AIDS rat. That's what a bat is. And I'm just like, yeah, that's all I can think every single time I see him. Well, we're all here because of a bat. The Wuhan bat? The Wuhan bat. Yeah. I don't believe it. I don't know, man. Proximity-wise, it only makes sense. I don't know, dude. Lab leak makes more. Well, yeah, it's a lab leak on viral testing on bats. Oh, were they testing on bats They were there? testing Oh, on I didn't bats. know that. Yeah, it was... I thought the theory was like the wet market pangolin bats and shit. It is. So what it was is that the Wuhan viral research facility shut down for this yeah well this this is this is just the theory um the wuhan viral research facility that was doing like tests on sars viruses in bats Mm -hmm. um the whole running theory is that either a bat got out or thought it's been under the counter sold to the wet market and then someone ate it from the wet market raw I heard like four employees went to a hospital in like one day after being exposed in the lab. I don't know. So that's kind of how I always, that's the thought I had heard recently that I liked the most. I remember there was always this thing too about like a quid pro quo because uh, Fauci was funding that research. Yeah. Well, it's also like, do you know where the fucking, the vaccine came from? The same goddamn fucking lab. Oh, the one that Janaid has, yeah. Yeah, well, it's like that's where a lot of the research that, like, Pfizer and all them paid for. But, like, mm-hmm. it all came from that fucking... The lab that happened to be studying the stuff. I mean... Wow. It was a what? SARS research lab. And it's like, that's such the answer, too, to, like, how did we get the vaccine so quick? It's like, because mm-hmm. they were working on this. They were kind of working on the vaccine. I mean, that was one of the things I always thought was funny. Is like, the theory is that um, we have a vaccine to justify... The money needed for that research? Nah. No? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Do you know a theory I heard the other day that I thought's pretty interesting? Hmm. That some of the reason the pull out of Afghanistan was so, like, pushed in the timing it was is because pharmaceutical companies are moving away from pushing opiates on people and are moving now towards the like covid vaccine stuff because there's much more money to be made on the vaccine than there is on peddling opiates to people and if you're not peddling opiates to people anymore you don't need the world's largest opium exporter right Oh, that's some tinfoil hat shit, though, right there. Yeah, and you know, like, this is my favorite theory I've seen going around lately on like Facebook conspiracy theorists is that it's like, you know, if you think about it, the Taliban overthrew the city with no COVID deaths and none of them are vaccinated. How does that work? It's like, well, probably because they killed anyone from the Western world they came in contact with. So, like, 
it's people kinda, didn't get the chance to die from COVID, but yeah. <laughs> people didn't even get the chance to spread COVID in the Middle East. Like you gotta understand, the people that would have COVID and the people that didn't have COVID were shooting at each other rapidly. Mm-hmm. They did not get in proximity to each other to spread it without God, dude, one of them dying. Like we're hitting all the hot topics in this last ten minutes here, bro. Yeah. All the things that get you shut down off of YouTube. <laughs> By the way, we are not professionals, except for Connor at the base. What do we want to get get to at all? Let's talk. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking it's that stupid post I have about uh, what's your source? And it's like I made it up. <laughs> and it's like Doctor Manhattan T posing. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> Wanted to chat, uh, fucking Satanic Temple for a minute. Yeah, what's this that you're talking about? The Satanic Temple. Okay, so they're being OGs down in Texas with this abortion law. Because they are writing into their new sacrament the ability to take the medication that, you know, causes the abortion. Mm -hmm. And they are now fighting to protect it as a religious right. And they are allowing anybody who wants to come (laughs) perform the sacrament there that can come get their shit and i just always loved the satanic temple because everyone always thinks it's like literal worship of satan when all it is is science brain people rejecting and mocking religious it's it's essentially atheists (laughs) that have elected to basically be like the antithesis of christianity yes so i mean there's like two kinds of atheists there's the atheist that um rally that there is no such thing as higher life and then there's the atheists that do satire of higher life yes and that's the satanic temple i kind of love it bro and so they're infamous for it because they're part i mean with sex in general because they're one of the proponents for like moving the you know tides for sexual liberation especially for women and things like that i mean the kind of shit that they did was at the time very taboo, and now it's almost vanilla in comparison. Because they're going hard with it. I think mm-hmm. everyone just kind of thought it was a joke at first. Be like, nah, give people plan B, and now it's like, yeah. nah, they're actually going to be doing some shit. I know, and a lot of people see this as just like, you know, it's it's offensive, it's inappropriate. It's like, in reality, they are just exploiting the system that you set up. That you set up, and not only that, but... They've caught you in a conundrum where if you discredit them for exploiting the system, you have to discredit yourself, yourself. for exploiting the system. You lose all your like legal rights as a mm-hmm. religion, essentially, if you get rid of it. And they just all trip because it's got the word fucking Satan in it. Like That's all it comes down to. Nobody yeah. who's mad at the Satanic Temple knows anything about who they are. They just think it's a bunch of devil worshippers. Mm-hmm. And the Satanic Temple kind of leans into it like, oh yeah, we're just a bunch of devil worshippers. Which I fucking love. Yeah. Which, you know, they also like to look at the concepts too of, um, you know, good people go to heaven as a reward and bad people go to hell as a punishment. But then it's like, well, if Satan wants bad people in hell, why would he punish them? If he's not a just person. Yeah. So either hell is not a punishment or Satan is not a bad person. That's a conundrum right there. Mm-hmm. Huh. They just became tax exempt in 2019. I didn't know that. I thought it they had been a long time ago. I think it was on and off. 
Huh. Yeah, it seems like they had have had to fight it for a little bit. Yeah. Seven tenets of the Satanic Temple. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. That fucking sounds pretty cool to me. The struggle for justice is ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's will, one's own will alone. I wonder if they like have a problem with the vaccine stuff. They get caught there. Yeah, basically the concept in that phrase is that my body, my right. my body, my choice, and that's what yeah. all, everyone's flipping to the vax argument. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like my body, my choice. I don't have to get this thing if I don't want to. Freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. <laughs> to willfully and inju- unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. These are all so wordy, dude. It sounds like a fucking lawyer wrote this. Well, I think they had... A lawyer probably did write it, let's be real. Dude, this is so lawyer wordy. It's It's gotta be wordy, otherwise it's like, if you can poke enough holes in it, if it's not airtight yeah they do have some really good language in there to like work around it's not like the fucking ten commandments where it's like don't steal yeah don't kill don't look at your neighbor's wife because there's not enough satanists to basically be like oh well we we can leave it up to interpretation there's hundreds of christian lawyers that would love to have an opening to take a shot at them Dude, this is this is this is the last one. Listen to how fucking lawyery this one. Every tenant is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. So basically take it all it's with a their, grain of salt. Yeah, it's their clause to be able to like take it with a grain of salt. We can change this shit whenever we want. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be flexible, which is like the exact opposite tenet of Christianity, yeah. ironically. My favorite one too is um there's a clause in the religious doctrines of like freedom of religion that basically says any religious doctrines can be um modified under what was it? Uh, deity revelation. Yes. Basically, if your leader has a vision, they can edit any of their Mormons do that rules. all mm-hmm. of the time. The prophets are Scientologists. Yes. Do it like weekly. God, dude. <laughs> I mean, half the time, in order to get into Scientology, your your leader has to have a vision of you. Right. Has huh. to have a vision of your wife. Yeah. And then you vision. Yeah. Yeah. Wink, wink. But he needs to confirm it was a true vision. Yeah. You need to see them. That it was an accurate vision, yes. That everything in the vision is true. Dude, the Mormons have this really funny one that they always get in with it's their, their word of wisdom, which is their, like, you know, stupid tenants or something like that. Mm-hmm. One of them's not drinking hot drinks. Well, that was originally designed to mean coffee and tea. Because the whole thing is this, like, the word of wisdom is to stay away from addictive Right. substances which then, caffeine can be argued is yeah you know, no it's one of the highest addictive substances yeah and so but then all of a sudden it's like what about hot chocolate it's like right. okay what's well, about chocolate, caffeine warm ciders and then it's like okay well if it's about caffeine what about soda and all the mormon ladies were like don't you fucking touch my diet coke i'll kill you bitch you mm. know what i mean and then one prophet came out and was like you can't drink soda anymore and half of the mormons were like 
Yeah, but it's like we leave that one up to interpretation, yeah. and now that's been completely chucked out the back door again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, well, no warm drinks. You make an argument that soup is a liquid. God, right? I got in trouble one time. Enjoy gazpacho, losers. Dude, I got coffee ice cream one time at like a Boy Scouting event. Not even a Mormon event, like a Boy Scouting event. Mm-hmm. But it was all like Mormon kids in the troop and one of the Mormon dads who ran it. So it was pretty much like... Well, it's most Boy Scouts. Yeah, and so like he lectured me about not drinking coffee ice cream while this motherfucker was like 400 pounds and one of the words of wisdom that's right next to all of these is to not overindulge in meats or foods in general so essentially don't get fat and i told him that to his face and he told my parents and my mom got so mad at me but my dad kind of on the down low was like he's right high five though yeah. like, there's <laughs> fucking calling a spade a spade over here fat fucking spade dude they're just yeah i'm like oh reading some of the things they were doing took in a bunch of muslim refugees after the paris attacks Mm -hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. all right well i'm almost brain dead yeah let me pull up let me pull up our other topics maybe i can Throw something together with two. Let's see. What do we got here? I want to talk to Janine about the one time we stole a stop sign and shattered his dad's windshield. See. But not. I, I need him here for that. See, my girlfriend thought um, I told you guys about the stop sign I had back home. No. Okay. Let's go there. I have a stop sign back home because. So. Podcast I showed you earlier. My buddy Jay and that. Shouts to them, by the way. Yeah. Um, the Peaked in 6th Grade podcast I was on yesterday, do a spelling bee for charity. Nice. Yeah, we get to write that off on taxes because nice. uh, a person with a disability won. Good nice. Yeah, yeah. What's the disability? Are they back broken? Uh, I think they're dyslexic. Ah, good yeah, one. Yeah. Good one. Mental handicaps. Ah, ah, that would be tough in a spelling bee, I guess. Yeah. And they won the spelling bee, so, you know. That's cool. Yeah. Is that is that like when the, the kid gets to go on the football field? And they give him the ball and everyone kind of like pretends to try, but they let him run down the field and score the, the touchdown? To a degree. I'm also going to be real with you. We really did suck at spelling a lot of these words. <laughs> nice, dude. Like, let's be, okay. The best part about it is that probably the most capable person only got three points. And then my cheating ass only got nine points. Dude, you can only get nine points cheating. <laughs> You're a cheater. Yeah. Uh, I want to point out, though, that one of my cheats was so obvious is that they gave a point to everyone but me. Nice. So that means uh, smart boy over here only <laughs> technically got two. Got two. <laughs> um, and then the winner got 11 points. So you were close. I was close with my uh, sounding it out method. Sounding it out by the... The sound of my keyboard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Google's really good at helping sound. Yeah, I, I, I threw it into Google and then hit pronounce. And that really helped me spell a lot of these yeah, words. Yeah, 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 for sure. I yeah. mean, and it doesn't, like, correct you or anything if you spell it wrong either. So that's right, cool. It right. just lets you, like, put it in and it's like, I don't fucking... Yeah. Um, so... Anyways, the stop yeah. sign. So, Jay, who's one of the hosts... Um, got a highway stop sign 
one day on the highway. He like pulled over, found it, threw it in the back, and threw like two cones in there. Okay. For a while, he used the cones to like reserve himself parking spaces. Sick. But um, I got the stop sign from him, and now it hangs up in my room. And so where it is, I have massive stop sign, like highway grade. So it's bigger than Try. the ones that go on like street corners. I have that. My katana mounted right under it and then taped in the center of the stop sign is a check receipt for a donation that me and my friend did to the dare organization outside a uh, a target at two in the morning bro this sounds like some mall ninja shit going on it really is bedroom. <laughs> let's be honest bro and then up above it i have a street sign and so is we also 420 east no no it was, it was just a street sign oh right okay now we're we're aiming at some point to steal one of our buddy street signs because his address has become such a meme and it, it's honestly such a meme among everyone now is that i could probably say it and he he wouldn't receive any more attention than he already does <laughs> like it we kept joking to the point where we started saying his uh Referring to going over to his house is going to Club 268 because that was his house. Jesus. It was 268. And whenever people ask, it's like, what's Club 268? And it's like, oh, and we'll give him the address. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Um, but we went on Google Maps once and we saw that there are three spots where there's a street sign for his address. Right. And we're just like, we should just go and steal one, one of, of them. them. Yeah. One of them. That's good, dude. Mm-hmm. I like it. That's such like a angsty teenager thing to do, though. The stealing stop signs and stuff. Like, I, yeah. don't, I look back. I, me and Jay, I was going to tell this story and he's here, but fuck it. Hope, hope your dad doesn't listen. Um, we were driving out by the salt air. Clear out by like Magna. Mm-hmm. Past the airport. And I don't know why we were out there. I think we were bored one day, just kind of fucking around driving. And we saw that the stop sign by there had been like hit by a car and knocked over. Oh, yeah. And we were like, fuck it. Let's steal the sign. However, this wasn't like just the sign part. It was the whole fucking like post Mm -hmm. and the like concrete block (laughs) that it was like set into. You got to bring a wrench with you. Yeah, we didn't. So we were like, (laughs) fuck it. Let's just steal the whole damn thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is now I look back at it. Like, what do you do if a cop pulls you over and you got a giant ass fucking stop sign in your car? So we're trying to get it in. We feed it through the back. We're trying to get it so it sits like from the back of the car up into where like the driver's area is. So it's like spanning across the whole car. We can't get it to move. We can't get it to move because it's snagged on the seat. And I like go move the seat as Janae pushes. And the whole thing just zoots forward and hits the fucking windshield of his dad's nice ass car. And just spider web cracks. It's so bad. And the worst part is, is you can not only feel, but you could like see that it happened from the inside. There was no way to be like, oh, a rock hit us on the freeway or something. It's like, nah, this is broken from the fucking inside of the window. So after like an hour fighting this thing, trying to get it in the car and breaking the windshield, we ended up just throwing it back onto the side of the road and leaving and never got the stop sign. Left in shame. Yeah. You know what a good trick is whenever something like that happens? If you ever need to, like, have a a lessened blow in your punishment, go buy um, a bucket of paint 
and just throw it through your windshield. What do we achieve here? So you you have an argument that basically a bucket of paint fell. Oh, just a fell. Truck. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I won't lie. I thought you meant like open, and like throw like the paint. Yeah. Not the paint. So you can, can say because I mean it's like yeah, if a rock hit you on the highway, but it looks like it's the inside. Ruin the whole fucking windshield, dude. <laughs> Go ham. Yeah, fucking you're already broken. <laughs> Commit all the way. Oh, it's not chipped on the inside. It just broke so bad that from the inside it broke a little too. Yeah, we had a moment where uh, my buddy dinged his car. And he like did a cost analysis with his dad. And they agreed it would be um, the same price just to get the whole bumper replaced. Right. But they had to make it look more like an accident. To get like an insurance write off on it, so he intentionally um, rammed like a uh, oh, is it one of those dividers? What the fuck? Yeah, he like to make it look worse to, to get make the it insurance. Look worse, got the insurance write off, and probably like saved them about two hundred and fifty dollars getting it replaced. Jake from State Farm, I hope you're listening and you're able to locate this person. <laughs> you never will. Nope. <laughs> Um, he doesn't have that car anymore, but I still have the keys to that car. Jeez, dude. So now and then we like to joke, I got a free sable out there somewhere in the world if I can find it. If you can find it? If I can find it if it's not in a junkyard, being like a 20-year-old car. Oh my god. One of the dudes who's been on here before, Haas, uh, way, way, way back when we were in high school, there was this running joke with this girl who like stole his car key one time. Okay. And he had a spare. And it was like a running joke at a party. And then she stole it again. And then we never saw her for like years. Years and years. Mm-hmm. And I'm working at Bed Bath down in Sandy before I met you. And one day this girl walks in and I'm like, holy shit, that's the girl. Haas it would always joke with me too. Like there's somebody out there in the world with my key. And she came up and she was like, oh shit, it's you. You want to know something really weird? I still have your friend's key on my key ring. This has now been like a decade at this point, you know? So I was just like, oh, fuck, that's awesome. She was like, do you want me to give it like to you so you could give it to him? It's my favorite beer opener, I'll be honest. I was like, keep the fucking key. Like, this is too too good of a joke at this point. He doesn't get his key back. No, you get your fucking, keep your beer opener. Think about it every time you crack one open. It was the best thing because, like, that car had such stupid shit behind it. He, uh, the whole reason I had the key is he locked himself out of it. So me, Jay, and our buddy LeVar all went and found... We had gotten Jay's car, drove to his girlfriend's house that owned the car, all got out, and it's just like, well... He's like, yeah, no, I, I locked myself out, and I had to walk home. <laughs> and so we're all sitting there. We don't discuss any of it. The whole reason he had to walk home is because he just got done breaking up with her. Oh, no. And then walked outside and discovered his car was locked. and He didn't have it in him after the way it ended to go ask for a ride. Oh, my God. And then she, like, comes out and sees us here. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, Jeff locked himself out of his car. (laughs) Oh, my God. And so we all, (laughs) we're all on... All four of us each have our own door and a coat hanger. And you're trying to jimmy <laughs> trying the car. To jimmy it. And we keep giving LeVar crab and like, come on, man, it's in your blood. He's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> you guys are better than this than me. What the fuck? Yeah. 
I got so good at Jimmy and cars with the car hanger, dude. We finally got it. And then um, I was just like, give me one of your spares. And he's like, okay, here you go. If this ever happens again, you guys call me. I'll open it. We don't have to sit out here for hours trying to jimmy it. Fighting it? Yeah. Thing. One time I gave fucking I think we've told this story before. I gave him my car keys at the end of a day of school. And him and Haas took my car and went for a little joyride. They just like drove off with it. And I was so pissed I went and sat on Janaid's car with like my bare ass all over his hood and like wiped my butt on his door handle. And, you God. know, some good sixteen year old yeah, shit. Classic shit. <laughs> classic high school. We had a we had a guy named Kareem in our high school and he was notorious because he um he loved to talk shit. Um, Drake Stan. Nice. And I love um, him. He always drove a moped to school. Sick. Yeah, he's the only person that drove a moped to school. Consistently, yeah. too. Consistently. And everyone made fun of him for driving because he's this little, you know, Middle Eastern guy with a lot of talk, with nothing to back it up, and he drives a fucking moped. <laughs> he's a goober. Yeah, and so we always joke, it's like, it's the Kareem dream, man. Um, Sinead just got on Discord. Oh. This fucker. Oh, we're literally like 52 minutes. So I know. Wrap it up. I know. He, he's going to have to miss today. Yeah. Um, but the, like one day after school, he's walking out and his pickup truck pulls right up. Two guys get out, pick up his moped, throw it in the bed of the pickup and just drive off. And he's just sitting there. He doesn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> Dude, it sounds so, like a prank your buddies would do. Yeah, he's like sitting there yelling in you know his native language to his brother or something on his phone, trying to figure out what the fuck to do. And then like thirty minutes later, the pickup rolls back around, and like a guy in the back just like kicks the moped, slides out and onto the smashes street. on the concrete. Yeah, smashes on the concrete, and then they drive off. And he like picks it up. You know his mirrors fucked up from him, but that's about it at first. He can't start it. He opens it up. They took the battery. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. I don't dude. know if you know this about mopeds, but the most expensive component to a moped is the battery. No way. The moped makes up for about 90% of the price. The battery does. The battery does of a moped, yeah. If you if you take the battery from a moped, you can resell it for about the price of that moped. Jesus Christ, and it's a lot easier to sell. It's a lot easier. It's smaller, easy to steal. Discreet. Yeah, you basically pop the seat, unhook it, throw it in the back. Jesus Christ. Like, it is a fucking cakewalk to do. That's why um, they sell, like, moped locks on seats. Really? Okay. Yeah, so they'll be like, you might notice it on, like, some mopeds, they'll have a padlock. Mm-hmm. And it just looks like a random thing attached to it. And it's yeah. actually locking the seat down. I thought it was for when they just like went somewhere that they were sketch about that they locked their moped up. But yeah, no, it's to lock the seat down because it's so easy to steal their batteries God, and sell them. What a shit show. It's like the Cadillac converter. <laughs> easy to steal sells for a lot. It does. Alrighty, let's send out of here. Play us a jam. Bye, boys and girls. Have a good day.